Welcome to another episode of Comedy Wham! Presents with me, your host, Valerie, and sometime co-host, Miss Purrington. ComedyWham.com is your place to go for features about all Austin comedy. You can keep up with us on Twitter and Instagram at Comedy Wham! or on our Comedy Wham! Facebook page. In addition to podcasts, Comedy Wham! brings you articles, album reviews, our new column, Rochelle Takes on Comedy, and our monthly Comedy Wham! showcase at Hops in Time in Lakeway on first Tuesdays. Have you checked out our newly renovated events page for live shows in Austin, Houston, and DFW? If you're a comic in those cities and want your show featured on the calendar, go to the events page and click Submit a Show to complete the short survey. If you like the new survey, send us a quick review and we'll share your review and promo your show on Instagram. Looking for ways to support all these resources we provide? You can donate to Comedy Wham! on PayPal, Venmo, or even Patreon. Search for Comedy Wham! on Patreon and check out our subscriber perks. Now let's get back to our podcast. Launched in 2016, the podcast project brings you funny people and their stories. As a fan, I like to delve into a comic's background and motivations, and we usually take a detour along the way. Consider the interview a way for you to get to know the folks that make the Austin comedy scene one of the best in the country. And if you like this podcast, please rate and review us. Today, we are uh, talking to a darling of the FPIA from 2019, uh, his first and only FPIA, but uh, he was a quick darling at, uh, at that contest. And uh, I remember my personal introduction to him was when he was driving during our online comedy show, the Isolation Comedy Show, and me and my tech uh, producer, Richard, were freaking the fuck out (laughs) because we were like, is he really driving (laughs) while filming? It was crazy. Uh, But among his other uh, more prominent uh, credits include he's the co-host of Kick Butt's Open mic on Wednesdays. He is the new host of Ground Floor at Hotel Vegas. Fridays, but not every Friday. Second Friday. Of the month. Second Friday of the month. He's also the co-host of Face Off with Carlos Morrison. And breaking news, he just got announced for the 2022 JFL Moon Tower in April. And now you've already heard him. Comedy Wham presents our guest, Sawyer Stoll. Uh, that makes it sound like I know what I'm doing. That's <laughs> impressive. My goodness. What? Well, I have to tell you, and I hope that uh, you don't mind me breaking the fourth wall, you walked in with confidence with your two beverages. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't think anybody has ever done that before. No, so. no one's bold enough to bring beer. Yeah, That's no, rude. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, I provide a measly little glass of, uh, bottle of water. Yeah, uh, Lone Star uh, Light's but- pretty much water. <laughs> That's what they tell me. Uh, I have been waiting, I guess, almost three years to talk to you. <laughs> and the reason that I've been waiting is I remember, um, and I think I got to watch your FPIA set in 2019, and I just rewatched it, and I'm like, oh my God, it's so good. Oh. Um, and I'm sorry if this is, you know, all very adulatory, um, but I remember thinking, oh my God, this guy's like just brand spanking new and he's so good but i like to wait until somebody's like been in the scene for you know three years is kind of like the magic mark make sure it's not a fluke yeah (laughs) Yeah. and i i know it hasn't been a fluke very good (laughs) i'm like god he's got staying power that's awesome that wasn't just a random uh perfection um back then uh so 
I just wanted to start off with that, letting you know that I've been very patiently waiting. Oh. Uh, but let me start with my official icebreaker question. Alrighty. One word to describe your past. Man. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I'll just go with that. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, I guess. <laughs> it's a tough one. I don't know. Easy. <laughs> probably explore some of that uh how did you get to that fpia in 2019 uh i was doing comedy for about six or so months in san marcos and then in january 2019 i moved here and i remembered people talking about a competition in austin Mm -hmm. and like when i started people would talk about like going up to austin to go to kick butt and Mm -hmm. things like that and i was just like that's so far (laughs) And then I, I moved here, and the competition was, like, I guess right around the corner. They do it uh-huh. in March. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. It used to be. And so I got here, and everybody was getting ready for that. So yeah. it just seemed like everybody was just freaking out, trying to get six minutes of material <laughs> together. And I was just like, I can't believe it. So was like, I've never done more than six minutes. <laughs> and so, yeah, signed up for it. Uh, I think that was the first time going to CAP. I may have, like, seen a show beforehand yeah. there once. But, uh yeah, just threw my name in the house, fifteen dollars I was willing to lose, so <laughs> that's pretty much <laughs> Yeah. And give it a go. And yeah, I, I guess that night I got pretty lucky. Things well, you know, preparation meets opportunity there. Yeah. But uh yeah, it was very fun. It was really fun. I remember that day at work, I was trying to go through my material in my car because that works to find out what's <laughs> a perfect six minutes. Yeah. But yeah, it was very fun. I was hoping to get to do it again. I mean, I'm sure Cap City's looking to open again. And right. so I think the way to do it is like those people that get second place all the time because you can keep entering and getting money. That's and true. that really seems to be the, the way to do it. I don't ever want to win. Yeah. <laughs> Who would want to win it. that thing? That's true. That's a good point. They might get on to, they might like, you know, get on to you yeah. and realize, oh, he's scamming. <laughs> uh-huh, just kind of show up 90% at the very end and just hope for the best. <laughs> Well, having seen FPIA for years now, some of the people that have won second, runner-up, whatever, I mean, they're on to bigger and better things, never having won, yeah. the, you know, the crown. That's what and, and Matt Bearden used to tell me is that it was a curse to get first, almost. <laughs> he was like, yeah, um, I think he was telling me one year, like, a guy died of, like, a brain aneurysm that got, like, first place, oh, and the guy that got second place got, like, some deal at Comedy Central, and I was just like... Holy moly. So I, I text Andrew Murphy every day to make sure everything's fine. <laughs> he's been wearing hilarious. that crown for a while. Yes, yes. He's probably sick of it at this point. Um, okay, so having only been doing comedy six months before then, was comedy part of your like experience growing up? Yeah, my parents, uh, my dad primarily, would like I think he raised me on like James Bond and Austin Powers for the mm-hmm. most part. And then I remember when I was in like fourth or fifth grade we were visiting some family friends in montana and they showed us the uh like blue collar comedy tour Mm -hmm. dvd and i like loved ron white and i remember growing up in houston i think i saw like larry the cable guy at the rodeo and that was like really my only experience with it but i don't know growing up an ugly kid you kind of have to have a good personality so (laughs) find a way to make people laugh i don't know get behind school and stuff like that so eventually i just kind of graduated college and I was like I always said I'd do this thing so let's give it a go so you know you do an open mic and then you don't go back for like three months yeah. and then you're like okay we'll try it again and eventually it sticks yeah uh what 
was it really just that random of, yeah, I've always thought I'd try it that got you to that first open mic? You didn't get like some nudges of... Uh, no, yeah, no one really ever told me. Any- well, also, I got a degree in advertising, so it was a lot of like copywriting. So mm-hmm. it turns out that like anyone can write, so it's hard to get a job doing that. Yeah. And so I was just like, music didn't work out. <laughs> Failed rock star, and then, you know, you go on to comedy <laughs> next, and then when this doesn't pan out, I'll be a politician. <laughs> the public speaking will be down to a T. <laughs> yeah, I guess that works. Do we have, well, I guess there's... I can only think of one comic turned politician. Mm. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I th- if it's the one thing out of all the things I try that really kind of felt most natural mm-hmm. or that's easy, like I said, kind of where yeah. it's just kind of I don't know. I talk a lot, so it's silly to get paid ten yeah. minutes talking. You know, so I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll try that. Yeah. How did uh, is stage fright anything that you've ever dealt with? that you were kind of working through fear of being on a stage? Not really. As a kid, I was desperate for attention. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, at first it was kind of one of those things uh, I'd be nervous about. Like, I remember in San Marcos, they had some tiny, like, comedy competition at, what was that place called? It was in a dinner theater that was above a, like, wakeboarding shop where they sold boats. <laughs> and... I was so nervous that I think it was the first time doing like maybe 10 minutes or something like that, that I knew I wouldn't know all my jokes. So I got a styrofoam cup and so I could have like water on stage and I wrote all my jokes on the back of it, but I drank all my water before I went up and I got nervous. I went to drink and you just heard empty ice (laughs) clink around in it and it it was one of the worst. (laughs) I've never, I was just like... I remember a friend came out to, like, check on me, and they're like, are you going to be all right? And I was like, I mean, honestly, if that's as bad as it's ever going to be, I, uh-huh. I don't think so. So Yeah. Now, yeah, now it's completely gone. I get freaked out before running a show because mm. it's like no one's going to come, yeah. <laughs> and all my friends that I booked on this are going to be upset, <laughs> and then people will show up sometimes, and you're lucky for that. And then after that, you're like, I hope everyone that paid for a ticket is having a good time and I didn't waste all these people's yeah. money. And it's just anxiety for an hour and a half yeah. and just, but I don't know, up there it's very fun and just kind of, it's like, wow, all that time went by. Even making quote unquote bad shows, I guess, where it's like low turnout or anything like that. It's like, how can I have fun? Because yeah. if you're not, I mean, some I don't understand people don't do this to have fun or right. beat themselves up constantly over. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to turn a little bit of a into a, a psychotherapist here and ask how it felt after that FPIA where my perception, you just became like the instant darling of the comedy scene because mm. I hadn't seen your name before and you, uh, how far did you? Oh, I didn't even advance. <laughs> oh, you didn't? No. Oh my God. Yeah. I heard this story and maybe... I don't know, maybe it, it was made up, but I heard that Margie went running after you to talk to you after your set. Uh, After the, yeah, at the end of the night, I got to talk to her, mm-hmm. and she told me that she wanted to see me around the club more, and that was very nice. And then um, I looked in, it was like two weeks later, I think, or so, I was looking, and you get like message requests uh, uh-huh. that don't automatically like pop up on Facebook, uh-huh. and one was from her asking me, she had messaged me once, and then there was a follow-up because I didn't see it about talking to her about potentially, like, getting to know me more. And uh, so she gave me her number, and I called her, 
and we got in touch and uh she was asking me just kind of like trying to get to know me and all this and was like talking about like i'd love to get you to try to get some work here at the club and stuff um have you ever hosted i never hosted before and i was just like you know why tell someone no (laughs) i'd rather just do a bad job (laughs) than than someone else come along that they want to talk to and just kind of hope it pans out and so uh she gave me an opportunity to host for two shows at Moon Tower that year. Mm. And so that was like, yeah, I mean, I, I think I got joke of the night that night. And so I got added to Moon Tower and a hundred bucks. So forget those idiots that got to go on and lose in the next round. I felt pretty good. Yeah. I think joke of the night, man. That's the one. Uh-huh. That's, <laughs> That's nice. You, yeah. you definitely get the cash, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like coming in second place constantly. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, they have to do that deliber, like deliberation or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know words. Yeah. In the back, and the host has to kill time, and Matt Bearden was hosting. Uh-huh. He's talking to people in the front, asking if they had kids, and my parents were in the front. And he goes, y'all definitely have kids. And my dad's like, yeah, Sawyer. And Matt goes, that kid's definitely advancing. <laughs> and so, oh, no. Yeah. And then I don't. <laughs> So I still bring it up to him. I'm like, yeah, I hope you feel good lying to my mother. <laughs> Just right to her face. So in in my years, I haven't heard a, like a magical story like that where, you know, and pre-COVID, Cap City was the club in town. You know, we, we obviously had Velveeta Room, mm-hmm. uh, but Cap was the club in town. You know, they make or break mm-hmm. uh, uh, comics. And... Uh, to hear a story like that for the first time, it was, I did, how long before you realized what a unique position it was that your first outing at FPIA to have, you know, the, the manager owner of, of this club is chasing you <laughs> as opposed to, oh, I'll go to the mics on Sundays and, you know, work my way up that way. Uh, yeah, it was definitely pretty lucky, but I mean, I, I knew the feeling after that night i was just like this is definitely what i want to do for the rest of my life and like a high to chase because like i was talking to my cousin who's a realtor out here when i moved here and they were asking about comedy if i was gonna do it i was like yeah it's fun it's like it can be one of the worst feelings you have when it doesn't go well but like when it goes well there's really nothing like it like you're just kind of buzzing and buzzing and buzzing so it it was really fun i mean i got a lot of friends that showed up for that because i mean they give you the tickets to give away so that helped and it was really kind of the first time I think my parents got to see me do comedy and a lot of friends. So it was like, I guess, worth the wait. And mm-hmm. I definitely felt lucky because like moving out here and going to open mics for the first two months of being there and like trying to make friends and stuff. It's like these are some of the funniest people in the world out <laughs> here, regardless of like how much time they get and all that. And they've known each other for years. So I'd always say it's like being stuck in rush hour traffic and the lane next to you is open, but every car is going by at 150 miles an hour, and you have one opportunity to get uh-huh. in there, and you're either going to cause a pile up or fit in. Yeah. And so it's just like, and you, I mean, you cause a wreck. They're not going to want to be friends <laughs> no. for a little while longer. But yeah, it was very helpful after that. Um, I felt like people would start asking if I wanted to do shows, and it's kind of how I started making friends out here. Yeah. So that was really neat because, I mean, I still see some people that are around like you're cordial with them but like there's no real hang you know you only see them at mics and stuff like that yeah yeah and then uh so you you got some momentum for about a year 
And yeah. Everything. Yeah, real kick uh, in the teeth. I was like, I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. I mean, again, you've you probably have had a magical year, and then everything shuts down. Mm-hmm. So being so new as a comic and finding the thing that you love that is giving you, you know, the adrenaline rush and the the happiness that that you've you've finally earned. Mm-hmm. What does that feel like? To, like not get to do it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it sucks. Um, and the year kind of people's boundaries was what they were willing to go out and do yeah. during the all that kind of deteriorated over time. But at at that point, I'd started really making good friends in the scene and stuff like that. So eventually, everything just became like the after bar hang of like going to the Velve or something like that. Yeah. So it's like. Sometimes, like, people do the open mic on a Thursday and then after go to mug shots, rest in peace. Yeah. And that was way more fun than whatever happened at the mm-hmm. mic or the show on Friday because you're just making your friends laugh. And yeah. so when you're hanging out with the funniest people and just trying to get them to laugh, it's like, hey, you're still kind of doing it and getting better in some aspect, you know, yeah. trying to flex a muscle. Yeah. So it was fun, but – and then – those, I mean, I think what y'all did with the virtual stuff was great, uh, giving people an opportunity. <laughs> but I just, I need that direct. Right. Uh, I'm a, my mom always said I had trouble with instant gratification. Mm. And so <laughs> when you're just kind of like talking to your phone or a screen or something like that, and it's like there is laughter, but it's like, ah, I want to. And then even when you do shows and people wear masks in the crowd and stuff, you're like, I need to see your teeth. Yeah, <laughs> like I right. can't see past the front row, but I, I want to see. It's like yeah. doing shows at breweries even where it's like, I see your mouths moving, but the ceilings are so tall, you don't hear it. And mm. that'll trip you up. But yeah, it sucked. But I mean, I always just kind of knew that it was going to come back. So yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, if you're going to spend an hour today going to an open mic for three minutes, you can sit in front of your computer for an hour and just type something and try that. And so there's no sense in stopping. And I think that's what helped when there were people that when we started to get to comedy again, would talk about how it's like, oh, I got to knock the rust off. It's like, what rust? <laughs> this is like riding a bike. It's so much fun. Yeah. It's like, I don't remember all 10 minutes. I'm going to have to look at notes, but like, it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> I, you love it so much. It should be fun, you know? Yeah. I I just imagine people must adore hanging out with you because this positivity is... Uh, it gets annoying. <laughs> definitely gets annoying. <laughs> Does it? Yeah. I, I think your friends like you for that positivity. Oh. They're probably all really negative and depressed. Uh, they no. can be. But so can I. I mean, you get paranoid when you're hanging out with some of the funniest people. You're like, mm. am I doing as good as they are? Oh, I mean, yeah. Good old comparison being the thief of yeah. joy. But it's because I used to be able to go home after an open mic, after a hang or something. I wouldn't see anyone until i don't know day later two days later and at an open like it's always a different shake of the crew you know mm-hmm. not everyone's making it out but now i live with like one of my favorite comics and one of my best friends and so it's like every day and we both work from home so i gotta like stare across the couch <laughs> at him and just be like does he think i'm funny <laughs> is he just blowing smoke on my ass and humoring me this guy is killing it <laughs> so much pressure yeah yeah it is Oh man. Uh, uh, okay. So, what was your what was your first night back on stage like for you? Oh, it was so fun. I got to do one of those don't tell shows. Uh-huh. And that's like shooting fish in a barrel. I mean, those people are willing to pay that much for a ticket and come out on a regular basis. Yeah. Like it was a lot of fun. Uh, I think it was like October 
I forget when, but mm-hmm. like 16th or something like that. I wrote in the calendar. <laughs> I was jonesing about it. Um, and then after that, I forget. I would. I was so desperate, like a little fiend, that they were doing shows at the Blind Tiger, their little midnight mic. Mm-hmm. And every Friday, regardless, I drive all the way to San Antonio just to do five minutes <laughs> in the basement of like a children's themed restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe there are people there, maybe they're not, but I'm like... <laughs> who cares? I want to do this. Yeah. So it was worth it. Yeah. yeah. And it made it feel like you're working kind of where it's like, yeah, I got to I gotta travel to another city and yeah. yeah, try to get this off. Yeah. Had you had you picked up a kick butt by the time or was that after? Yeah, I, I think I took over from Derek Copswell in like maybe the fall, I want to okay. say, of 2019. I think I'd been doing it for a couple months by then. Okay. Yeah. All right. right. And then... And face-off happened before, didn't it? Yeah, we got to do one. (laughs) Oh, man. I think we did one maybe that February, like right before March and everything closed. And so I think it was March of last year when we got to start it back up again. Mm -hmm. And so that's been a whole process. We took, I think, a month off, a month or two, because it's just kind of like... Man, how do you get eight people every month to be willing to like trade jokes yeah. with each other? And then all of a sudden, it's like some people can book like six. When you you can put together a lineup of like eight comics, I guess, and have them do time. But when you need to partner them up, and all of a sudden, and then you just look, and the pool gets smaller and smaller, yeah. and you're trying not to rehash or anything. And then we always just pick four people and then have them do the rest of the work for us and be like, who are three people you'd want to swap with? Yeah. And then we try to mix and match that way. But then the same names always come up and all this. And it's just like, yeah, we get it. These are the funny ones. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's fun. We're trying to tinker with it. We're going to do a Valentine's Day theme for February, the couples of comedy. Uh-huh. I think that'll be fun. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Oh, Derek and Lonnie, of Yeah, course. there you go. You're already on to it. <laughs> yep. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, I think, well, I know two others, mm-hmm. Taylor and Leah. Mm-hmm. That's about all my knowledge. Yeah. I, you know, I and then we got some joke ones. So yeah, put uh, some in. Yeah, you know, yeah. you gotta play with the idea. Yeah, I think it's such a fun concept of a show. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I can't stay up that late. So, oh. Yeah. One yeah. It's it's pretty fun when it goes well, but that's the whole attitude. Is like, I, you just see people do the same material so much. Mm-hmm. I'm guilty of it. I know the jokes I tell a lot and all this, and some people feel like I guess stale. I know I feel stale and like. Some of my favorite parts of my jokes are tags other people have given me. So I'm like, mm-hmm. why not give people an opportunity to do different material? And sometimes I just do it straight up. But like, yeah. our whole goal was to be like, no, take their jokes and make them your own. Like, yeah. people just say the other person's name, and the audience is so horribly confused. <laughs> and I'm just like, I, I don't know how to explain this to anyone, but people keep showing up and people keep yeah. saying yes. Yeah, so I'm very grateful for it. Yeah. But as long as they have, that's the other thing. I'm just freaking out in the back. Like, yeah. is everyone having a good time? That's <laughs> yeah. all I care about. <laughs> I don't need to have a good time as long as they're having a good time. So you host very different uh, shows. You've got what I will call the standard showcase, the ground floor mm-hmm. show. The face-off and an open mic. Uh, Like asking a parent, who's your favorite child? uh, Is there one that you you like more than than another? Yeah, I'd say ground floor right now Mm -hmm. because 
it's newest. And that's, you know, I think that's one of those things where you're saying someone yeah. comes onto the scene. I mean, I saw it just when all the people that moved here yeah. and you see the one new guy and it's like, I used to be there. <laughs> you're just the drunk in the corner. I was like, that was me. Everybody used to want me. <laughs> yeah, we get it. Uh, but because it's, it's, I think I've only done two now and it's fun kind of tinkering with the idea. And also, it's just a very established like show already been tailored out you've been running it for so long and it's kind of like dad gave you the keys to the car it's yeah. like don't scratch it and so yeah there's pressure that i love hotel vegas too it's a great venue yeah and so if those can keep going and it's i i, I just like playing comedy i think it's the way to like if i want to sell so i mean those valve shows the late ones have seemed to be kind of like self-sustained at this point people are walking on the street people want they just mm-hmm. live comedy are going to come in yeah. build it and they will come but uh with that one it's like i want to put on the absolute best show in town that night it's my whole goal it's like yeah. put it together give my friends a decent amount of time more than 10 minutes ideally and so that people will want to keep coming back and it could be yeah. a real staple because they always do music there, and I get some music venue, but I want that second Friday of the month to be comedy-driven, a comedy priority and yeah. all that. Yeah, I get that. Uh, my my little uh, show is also mostly music, but I'm happy to have my little night of, yeah. of comedy. And I remember talking to Taylor. Oh, gosh, his interview must have been a couple of years ago. And I remember how fondly he talked about Ground Floor and how important so many elements were to him so it really is like you know dad having given you the keys yeah, to the car yeah a nice car be careful <laughs> yeah this has been going on for a long time and he's like yeah the audience is gonna show up he's like no one's gonna be there 15 minutes before five minutes before you're supposed to start you're gonna freak out but they just show up yeah. <laughs> it's like moss to a flame i guess or whatever <laughs> but it worked out yeah it's worked out so far the last two and i hope to really keep the ball rolling yeah. um the people at hotel vegas are great um working with their events coordinator and stuff. Mm-hmm. I do love kick butt. It's it, sometimes it sucks when you're yeah. sitting there for the whole two hours. And I mean, I get it. No one starts and is good. Yeah. But, and then some of the characters that come out, it's just like, that's pretty entertaining. And the free tabs nice and I always go home with a slice of carrot cake. So it's like <laughs> something to look forward to on a Life Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> is there a project that you have, you know, simmering up in your brain because you've inherited two shows. You've got the one show that you created with Carlos. Is there another idea brewing in your brain that you think, okay, this is this is Sawyer. This is Sawyer's uh, thing. Uh, I guess a couple like hair brain, just baby ideas kind of yeah. sprouting. Just my big goal for the year was to um, write something outside of stand up. Whether it's like a series of sketches, uh-huh. a terrible screenplay, something like that, but try to do something different. Because some of my friends I've talked to that have gotten further along to like knock on the door of representation or anything like that is they don't care that you can tell jokes. They go, "What else do you have? What's your podcast like? What uh, what do you have to us to like sell and all this?" Yeah. And I was like, "I just want to go around and tell jokes. I didn't know I had to do all this other work, but yeah, you know, I I think it's." It's important to it'll make stand up better if you're working at other things, you know. Right, right. Just trying to be funny. Well, and to your credit, and again, this is all based on your FPIA video. The writing that's demonstrated in your in that set, like 
you could be a TV writer. I'm not saying that oh, that's necessarily you. an ambition, but that kind of short wordplay-ish, some of your jokes were, you know, short wordplay-ish jokes. I'm like, yeah, you you build that up in a web series or, mm. you know, sketches or whatever, then you you can you can get down down that path if that's what you want to yeah, do. There's a lot of too much time on Twitter. You, just, you, got, <laughs> you got 140 characters to make someone yeah. laugh. So it's like, okay, let's keep it short and just yeah. keep ripping off Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. <laughs> much the plan. Don't, don't do that. Oh, yeah. No, well, not blatantly. <laughs> yeah, don't do it blatantly. No. Yeah. All right. Uh, I warned you that some random point we were going to do this. Okay. Uh, and you're my second guinea pig on, on this. Uh, so a friend of mine gifted me this game called Where Should We Begin? I should probably stop naming it, but I don't know. Because I'm, you know, we're not represented uh. by this. But the idea is you you randomly pick these cards and you tell a, a short story. I mean, we obviously don't have hours and hours mm. to elaborate, but it's a prompt. Okay. Basically. So we're Let me show do... you what a terrible improviser I am. <laughs> we're going to do a red pill, uh, <sighs> blue pill, right or left card. I'll take that one. Okay. So he has selected the the right hand card all right your your prompt is my guilty pleasure is <sighs> terrible tv <laughs> like i'm a huge fan of guys grocery games <laughs> it's so good i used to i was like who cares about a supermarket sweep and then i saw what the show was i was uh-huh. like wait they cook <laughs> i was like this is incredible when i moved in with my roommate he has that uh YouTube TV, which is incredible because you just get to watch basic cable. I don't uh-huh. like going through like Netflix or Hulu because you too many options. Yeah. I like turning it on. It's like, what is TNT playing right now? <laughs> what terrible TV movie is on? Just make me watch. It's three in the morning, King of Queens. Let's yeah. go. But when I moved in, it was always like CNN, MSNBC were like the main things. Yeah. And the, it's like, you watch these the most now. It's like Food Network. <laughs> <laughs> All this. It, it came in the other day. It's like, you really like guys' grocery games. I'm like, it's incredible, dude. <laughs> it's exhilarating. This man's an, what a host. And I assume by guy, you mean Guy Fieri. Oh, yeah. yeah dude, okay. I, used to, I, I couldn't stand the man for a while. But then I saw he was like, I forget what it was. It wasn't paper towels. He, he was somewhere like signing some kind of food item just tossing them out to a crowd i was like and then he did uh, during that pandemic i'd hear him talk and the amount of money he'd raise for like restaurants and stuff i was like ah this guy's not bad sure his food's probably terrible and his restaurants i don't really care about (laughs) but what a host yeah Yeah. i mean triple d come on yeah i'll watch a couple episodes (laughs) but i've i've heard the 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 dirty secrets of that show how they show up and film it and he's like hardly even there and i'm just okay i'm good on this (laughs) And it blows up. Some of these spots, you go to some of these places that are like featured on this, and the food is horrible. Oh, see, I'll fight you on that. Well, locally, anyway, because mm-hmm. uh, he featured Pius. Have you, oh, that's the one that's that right way. out there. Yeah, I've heard, yeah. I have heard that's good. But that is amazing. I, there was a, a Brazilian food truck I got from because I was watching all the Fast and the Furious movies, <laughs> and... The fifth one takes place in Brazil, so I was like, let's get Brazilian food. And uh-huh. I do not have the wall for Fogo to chow. <laughs> and I saw that as like featured on uh, Diners, Dive-Ins, and Drives. And I was like, oh, cool. And the food was so expensive. I got it. And I was like, this is just rice and beans. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I could have looked this up and done it at home. 
Yeah, well, since since your folks are out that way, definitely yeah, I, pious. Yeah, I've you heard. will not be disappointed. That is, yeah, I've heard that from a couple people, yeah. too. So My dad, honestly, today was telling me about He's like, I'll take you to the best pizza that Dripping Springs has to offer. So I wonder. We'll find yeah, out. Yeah, you'll like, have to let me know. If he takes me anywhere else, but let's just keep, we'll go a little further. <laughs> we got it in us, Dad. <laughs> All right, well, thank you for humoring me uh, with that. Uh, let's get back to... Uh, learning more about you and, and, and things you have in store, you just got announced for the 2022 JFL moon tower. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you've, you were on moon tower this past, you I missed this, this fall. is the first one. Yeah. Kind of, I mean, I got to do that hosting, yeah. um, for when I moved here and then I got, to, uh, uh, there's a lot of people that got asked, it seemed in 2020 and then that one fell <laughs> yeah. apart. And then, uh, they seem to have cut back the list in the fall, which is fair and yeah. all that. That's where I'm lucky. My roommate was on it, so I got that uh-huh. guest pass, so I got to still nice. get to see all the shows. But uh, and that was definitely a motivator and being like, I want, I want, I want the badge to say artist next mm-hmm. time around. So let's gear it up, let's work harder, and annoy enough people. <laughs> kind of, <laughs> hey, well, I know we haven't met, uh, but. <laughs> I would love to do your event. It seems very fun. Um, and I'm looking for like, it's going to be a long time. So yeah. it's like 13, 10, 13 days or something like that. Yeah. So be interested to see how they fill that out and all that. And I, they said that was only the first announcement. I'm like, you're going to, that's yeah. like what it normally looks like. Exactly. The list of the amount of people. So I'm like, there's so many more days. I hope they add more. I want more. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun to see. I mean, I enjoyed the last one a whole lot. I found out I have terrible eyesight, uh, just horrible. Wow. I refuse to get glasses because I'm lazy. <laughs> and so, in seeing some shows, uh, like me and my friends bought tickets to see David Tell at the Paramount. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, they sell individual tickets for that. And they're like, really? Right. I'm just like, if y'all, folks, if you want to see comedy, you got to understand this. It's <laughs> cheaper than a rock and roll thing, and it's better. Yeah, <laughs> you got to go to these shows. Um, but buy your fat passes, folks, at uh, ParamountTheaters.com. Uh, click on the Moon Tower. Get your uh, badges right now. It's going to be cheap. April. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. They're actually cheap. So, But uh, yeah, I, I can't see what's going on on the stage for the most part ever. And so I'm too busy focusing on that to like listen to the comedy, which is really all you're trying to yeah. do for the most part. And so I was at a show, one of the shows at the Creek in the Cave, and they over like filled it with people uh-huh. and so we're sitting at the bar there me and my friend carlton and they had a big curtain so you couldn't see through it and i just sat there and stared at the curtain and i was like oh i don't even have to look at what's going on <laughs> on stage i can just listen to it and it's like this is so much more fun focusing <laughs> on what's funny instead of being like what's happening i also have horrible add i guess and so if like people are getting up and moving around and stuff in the theater i can't help but look we went and saw one of andrew schultz's uh tapings at the paramount I just couldn't stop looking at cameramen walking oh, around the entire gosh. time. I was just like, hey, man, I'm trying to watch a show here. I know that this is for the people that are going to watch it on Netflix or whatever, yeah. but come on, dude. <laughs> <Get> the- <laughs> stop moving. So you need the seven minutes in purgatory, but for an audience member. I don't know if you're familiar with that no, show. No, So the premise for that, and I forgot. Oh. I want to, no, I'm not even going to guess. I think I know who, who runs it, but I don't remember. The premise is you have a comic perform in an enclosed space. Oh, wow. No audience for seven minutes. And they don't know how the audience is reacting, but it's being oh. transmitted to the audience. Oh, this sounds horrible. <laughs> right. But you need that for the audience members. Yeah, so put me in a just- box. 
Give me some headphones. I'll sit outside and look like a crazy person. I don't care. What's he laughing about? The show inside. He loves it. Okay, so we so it's just a matter of you being lazy, too lazy to get glasses. We've we've got to mm-hmm. figure out because. Well, I heard that your eyes get worse after yeah. you get glasses too, because they get used to like wow. being getting the crutch of the glasses. So I'd rather just squint <laughs> and guess. No. You know, I know when the light's red, and I know when it's green. We're all right. <laughs> Oh my God, how do you pass a driver's license test? They haven't taught, oh well, <laughs> when I, I had to get my second license when I was 18, they make you do the eye exam part again, uh-huh. and she let me guess a Jeez. couple of times, and I was like closing one eye, looking into the little machine, trying to squint, and they let oh. me get it, and oh, now when I renew my license online, they don't check, so. Oh, that's true. Oh God. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. I never if you see a blue a- Toyota Corolla. Okay. <laughs> Stay away. Yeah. I got these ridiculous cataract, um, really cheap, like, blue blocker sunglasses. Uh-huh. I love them. I had a pair I got at a coffee shop I was working at. I just thought they were so silly because of how big they were, and they, like, wrap around. Uh-huh. But they're so dark. They block out everything. It's incredible. <laughs> and so I like wearing those. So if I'm driving poorly, someone sees me, they're like, oh, he's just blind. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's fine. So now My I'm, bad. So... Richard and I were right to be very concerned about you driving during that set. Oh, no. I was paying attention. I had to get to Glenn's part of the show, you know, (laughs) give him an audience. Oh, my God. That was was so well executed. Plus, I was talking about the Fast and the Furious, so how am I going to not be getting Fast and Furious (laughs) while talking about the greatest franchise of all time? (laughs) Right. Did you you keep keep up with... I don't think it was all of the Impractical Jokers. Uh, It was just... Sal, uh, and it wasn't Sal. Damn it. Can't remember which one. Two of the Impractical Jokers had a podcast, and one of their things was reviewing all of the... All of them? Yeah. Interesting. I'd have some opinions, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I love that friend. It, that's another thing. That's why having basic cable is incredible. There's uh-huh. always one of the first five on TV at <laughs> yeah. some point. Just put on. I don't like Hobbs and Shaw, though. That movie's about friendship, and those other movies are about family. Don't count it. I'm glad The Rock is gone. We have John Cena now, and he's even better. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I watched Hobbs and Sean. Like it was, yeah, I mean, it was okay. I mean, but, don't, yeah, I guess friendship. Yeah. yeah. It's, not, it's about La Familia. Uh, okay. Uh, what uh, what have we not talked about? Do you have a podcast? Or are you gonna do no? no? Okay. Well, if you're too lazy for glasses, yeah, I'm too lazy. Yeah, I encourage all my friends to have them. And I, I, that's guess. what's very impressive about your podcast is the consistency. Is I love when people constantly put it out, and I see my friends do it, and I'm like, good, keep doing it. Yeah, and I think they got instant gratification too because all of a sudden they stop doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> it, yeah, no one's great right away. You got to work at it and stuff. I think. The one I know that's also really consistent is uh, George Anthony and his friends have that willful, willful ignorance. Right. And they always do it. And I'm like, good. I, I love seeing the clips. This is incredible. Keep doing this. Yeah. And it's going to help you. Right. I just don't know what I'd want to talk about. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Oh, and there's too many podcasts with people just talking, I guess. you know, People are like, <laughs> yeah, our big are so funny. People love this. You could talk about Fast and Furious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could get probably 100 episodes out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, my problem is I'm too lazy to quit. Oh. Because I've got, you know, my routine down. So it would be just, I freak out if I stop. You do a great job at it, too. So. Oh, thank you. This is the moment where you can tell me how great this podcast is. (laughs) 
<laughs> that nobody listens to. No, it's not true. We do have listeners. Thank you for listening. Appreciate all six of y'all. You know, yeah, come out to the Hotel six. Vegas, February 11th. <laughs> yes. 8 p.m. Five dollars at the door, folks. <laughs> oh man, I think this episode is gonna uh, come out right after that show well the you know travel in time folks if you know how to travel. do it on that monday yeah. or whatever yeah or at least you can budget for the march uh-huh. or hey yes yeah, second so. second friday of yeah. the month yeah <laughs> is there anything we haven't talked about that you want to no i don't know pastimes i like drinking in the street it's one yeah. of my i picked that up recently we got um originally we'd sit i love a porch Porches are great. Uh-huh. Yeah, next to comedy, I'd say light beer is probably my favorite thing. <laughs> and uh, eventually, we just start. We we sat in the yard, and there was a table. And then all of a sudden, we were just like, let's just put chairs in the street. And suddenly, people drive a lot safer in my friend's neighborhood when uh-huh. there's drunks sitting on the curb. <laughs> and it's gotten out of control. Yesterday, we brought a rug and a table out. We had a fire going. We are playing backgammon. <laughs> So the be- I look forward to every Friday because I'm like, I'm going to go pick up some malt liquor and I'm going to sit on the curb with my friends until we're like, let's go to the chili parlor. <laughs> Friday nights are comedy night. Yeah, but not until 7 or 8. You get off at 4.30, oh, bolt out the door. Ah, <laughs> get it. over there. Get to ticking. <laughs> it's very fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Somebody, uh, I think it was Derek for a while. He was doing like backyard shows? comedy shows. Yeah. So. I, I Bradley Ursh just started one that seems to be going pretty well. Um, those are uh, outdoor comedy, tricky thing. Once again, like breweries, I need that. I need to hear you laugh. I can't mm. just see it. You know, I already can't see. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, those are. I like that. Oh yeah, there's house party. I think is what he called it or yeah, something like that. You do a show at his house. Yeah. Um, that's always fun. I love a show that lets you bring your own beer. Like Fallout, you just put it in a yeah. hoodie, and they don't know. <laughs> right. Just charge them $5 for a Lone Star. Get out of town. Not even a tall boy. <laughs> Fallout Comedy's listening to this. You need to fix your beer prices. I know it's a third party, but <laughs> come on. I'm tired of sneaking booze in your place. You have some very strong opinions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's see. Let's see what else. Do we want to? Do you want to actually? Yeah, let's see what the other one was. was. Let me know what my future could have been. I played with tarot cards at a friend's house the other day. I am terrified. (laughs) That is some dark magic. I don't like it. They're not happy. None of them are happy. I'm like, why would anyone do this? Okay, and I did come up with some more questions after after this one. Okay, so the the next the other card the left this was the left hand card, Uh, a dream I've never shared. (sighs) That could be profound. I talk about everything. <laughs> um, I really wish I could have raced in NASCAR. I love NASCAR mm-hmm. a lot. It's so fun. And I do believe, judging how I drive, I was a stock car driver at one point in my life. <laughs> Didn't finish a lot of races, but really gave it my all. Yeah. Um, I'd say, yeah. Uh, n- being a good singer. I'm terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's a dream. Be able to sing on like... You know, I hate musicals and show tunes, but man, those folks, it's like they're talking so beautifully. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do that. I want to woo someone with my words. <laughs> Serenade, if you will. You know, it just takes practice. That's what I hear. Uh-huh. It's practice. True. With okay. most things. Yeah, that's indeed, indeed. Okay, so we talked about uh, getting picked up for the 2022 festivals mm-hmm. festival. Um 
Moon Tower, JFL. JFL Moon Tower. Mm. Uh, I got to train myself to say that. Are there other festivals? Are you kind of a festival guy? Because that one is unique that you don't apply. People, you know, you're hand selected. Um, are you a festival guy? No, otherwise? not outside of that. I got my first taste this fall of getting to do comedy in other states, and I was a really big fan of that. Yeah. I had a good friend, Abby Rosenquist, that took me to feature for and. Uh, it was North Carolina and Indianapolis, and I got to do like a half hour for the first time, and I was like, wow. "This is this is way cooler than doing ten minutes." I'm gonna <laughs> dust off the old jokes, talk to the audience some, and it's like, if it goes bad at one point, it's like, "Well, guess what? I got fifteen more minutes. Hopefully, you're gonna laugh at." And that's why I try to bring the ground floors, shorten the amount of people I put on it, so that they can do longer sets. Because I mean, unless you're headlining like at the Velve or a Sure Thing. I mean, there's no room to do more than 10 minutes in this town, it seems yeah. like. it's a, Some places are packing in their show so tight, they're like, yeah, you're going to do seven. It's like, cool, wow. I'm going to get up there and say hey to the audience yeah. and then get off. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, I, and you, you got to put in, like, like application fees, I think, for some of these festivals and stuff, mm -hmm. just for them to maybe not look at your stuff. And there's no, I, I don't know, I'm poor, <laughs> as to be. I was lucky that my friend, whatever the clubs were paying me, would cover an airplane ticket. And I was like, yeah, who cares? We're playing with house money at that point. But I don't want to fly myself out to Missouri yet to yeah. go to some festival someone started up that's like, maybe people are going to be there. I mean, yeah. there's plenty of good comedy here to do. But So let me ask you this, because I've seen the formula. A group of friends decide, hey, we're going to do a tour. We'll self-book. Mm -hmm around a couple of cities, you know, across the country and they come back and they're like so energized by the experience and mm -hmm. it kind of pushes them to a, a higher level of, of performance. Is that something, I mean, you've got, yeah, I'd be interested, definitely interested in that. I know I got a friend getting married in Scotland this year. Hmm. And so I met a, a fellow came through town a couple, well, he showed up like three weeks ago and he hasn't left. <laughs> town seems to have that effect on people. <laughs> but he's from Ireland. I was talking to him about it. And I was like, well, I'm going to be in Europe this summer. Like, do you have any advice on things over there? And he gave me some people's names. So I was like, you know, doing comedy in other states would be cool, but let's try another country yeah. where they have no semblance of what NASCAR is. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> kinda, in that case, I'll be talking at the wall, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, the whole idea of, like, booking a tour and, like, seeing friends that do that is so scary to me because I'm like, no one's going to come. Why would someone in New Mexico care about who I am? And so I'd rather just ride coattails for the time being. Yeah. And then down the line when I'm much better, I'd say I'm more confident in myself. I'd Something I'd consider for yeah. sure. Okay, so I'm going to turn psychotherapist on you. Uh -huh. Because you're scared about people not showing up for your ground floor face-off. Uh -huh. I, mean, I wasn't life. hugged a lot as a child. <laughs> oh. uh, and people are showing up. So you're you're an American coming to going to Europe and performing. You are instantly of interest. Uh, so get over that fe fear of no, oh, nobody's going to show up. They're going to be interested. Oh, an American who has you know has been on this uh, globally known yeah. festival. Milk that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm hoping is someone's got something going on. I'm like, hey, can I hop on your yeah. show, please? <laughs> and in that case, even if I do that and no one's there, I don't care at that point. I'll, you know, I'll try to make fun yeah. of that. But if I'm like, hey, I'm coming over here and I want to set this thing up, 
no No. way not a chance hey your bar uh would you mind if i borrowed it for a night (laughs) try to run a show where i know no one there yeah yeah i mean that's tricky but that guy from ireland packed out spider house i was like oh my goodness good on you fella so but i think it's way more interesting having europeans come over here and tell us why their country is so much better than ours allegedly yeah Yeah, your health care is free i could get glasses but um (laughs) No, there you go. it's the struggle that makes me great. It makes us great. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's my two cents. Uh, just give it a shot. There, and there's comedy everywhere. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the things uh, that we're working on is adding a page. Well, I, I'm aware that there are festivals, you know, all across the world. And I'm thinking, well, if there's festivals in Germany, then there's going to be a comedy scene in, mm-hmm. in the cities there and um spain has a festival so there's going to be a scene there so mm-hmm. you could uh but not well i know you, you say you're you're lazy but I, th- I think with not too much legwork you can figure it can, out yeah mm-hmm. yeah gotta get better at not being so local in a lot of references yeah like, y'all been to h-e-b yeah it's crazy yeah and if you've ever had a conversation with tyler gross who spent mm-hmm. you know that time oh believe me Chicago, i was gonna lean on him whenever i had to go over yeah. and all that yeah like the lessons he learned about doing comedy with a non-us audience are like i think that's part of what makes him great is, oh yeah it's fantastic yeah is, is learning that skill Mm-hmm. I love you, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you're going to have to drop that NASCAR content <laughs> in your sense. Rats. <laughs> or I'll just sell them on it. We can get NASCAR International. Forget F1. Yeah. Let's, let's, <laughs> oh, let's yeah. take the left turns abroad. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you can you can uh, diss on F1. But I'm sure those European audiences will love, love that. that. Absolutely. <laughs> Y'all got rocket scientists. We just got a guy driving yeah. a car with bush light plastered on it. <laughs> F1 lost its luster when y'all took Marlboro out. <laughs> oh my god. That is no, oh, that is rich. Well, I I'm excited for you that you're you're going over there. That's going to be, you know, assuming that traveling over there is is feasible again because they tend oh, to yeah. be a little We're stricter. Oh yeah. Rolling the dice on that one. Yeah, but I mean so far it's just if you're vaccinated mm. and you know the negative test before yeah. travel they're they're okay. Makes sense. So. All right. Well, Sawyer, mm-hmm. are you ready for your closing question? I believe so. <laughs> Can right. I phone a friend? <laughs> <laughs> you could. Hey. <laughs> you could. All right. Uh, one word to describe your future. Well, I got a comma on the first one, <laughs> so I'll put a nervous wreck. <laughs> <laughs> it's because your vision's a nightmare. Yeah. But then again, if it gets worse, I won't have to see the disaster that is a show I may run. Oh. But they're all great, folks. You should come they out first are. Friday of the month at the Valve at 10 p.m. and second Friday of the month at 8 p.m. Hotel Vegas. And that kick butt. Everybody yeah, if you ever want to start comedy. <laughs> yeah, I go there. Oh, my gosh. That that uh, open mic has been going for, I mean, you do I think you it's like know? second or third longest yeah. at this point. I mean, it, I mean... Who knows how long a cat? Well, no cap have been around a long time, but yeah. I was like, we've gained some ground on some of these yes. places being closed for a while. <laughs> That's right. But uh, yeah, it's very funny. People will come up like 
it goes terrible nine times out of ten doing an open mic, and yeah. people come up and be like, "Do you have advice?" I thought you were really. Good. I'm just like, "Don't, hey, stop lying." And this is the first <laughs> bit of advice I'll give you, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, "I can't believe you'd want advice." Yeah, and it's always just keep doing it. Like people that quit on podcasts is what you see with comedy most of the time. Is someone like yeah. people will tell you like friends are like, "I always thought about starting comedy." It's like. Okay, do it. Right. <laughs> do it and then find out you don't like it and then you can quit if you want. It's not for everybody, but yeah. no one starts great, so you just got to kind of keep doing it. Yeah. And so You started great. No. <laughs> you didn't get to see what it was like in San Marcos. Just six months and then you do what you did on that Cap City stage. Yeah, and it was like, keep up. <laughs> keep up, <laughs> bud. <laughs> and then it's a mind freak because it's like, yeah, you go up so quick. And this is one thing Matt told me really early. He's like, yeah, you went up really quick, but uh, uh-huh. that's going to flatten out real yeah. fast. And then that's a whole freak because it's like, you may be kind of getting better with it. It's, and you do this so many times a week that it's impossible to see the forest through the trees. You're just like, I think I'm doing the same thing. I don't think it's getting any better because you're so close to it. And then even when it's a gradual increase of things going well, it's impossible to see. And it's just like, but I was doing so much better back then. Why am I not doing this? <laughs> but it's just don't get in your own way and just kind of like I tell those people, just just keep doing it, yeah. you know. One little uh, nugget of knowledge that you shared with me that I want to actually circle back to, even though we're, we're you know, in the, our wrapping up stages. <laughs> yeah, we can is, just pencil it in the yeah. middle. <laughs> you talked about how during the, the shutdown, you still wrote every day. Uh, I think that's like probably one of the most valuable lessons to yeah. anybody starting Yeah, even if it's or, just like journaling or whatever. Yeah. I mean, because at the end of that, maybe you'll think of something funny along the way and you put it in quotes. You're like, oh. Well, whenever we maybe get to do this again, yeah. let's see what this nugget of an idea is worth. Yeah. It's a very, I don't know if you've ever heard the reference to the artist's way, but it is like, a, it's it's a book and I forgot who the author is because I you know, don't remember details, but the the artist's way is do something every single day consistently, consistently until you start being better and when everything that a stand-up does is about the words that uh-huh. they speak on a stage your writing is so important and there's some magical people yeah. that never write yeah and those are you know they're magical just go and do it. yeah yeah but for there's some people that do it all the time that also never write <laughs> some of that was, that's like that's something i really i think when i moved here i tried is like because it blew my mind coming from a town where it's like we had one and then a second comedy open mic by the time I was done, but there were like uh-huh. general open mics you could do where it's like you're going up after someone that read terrible poetry <laughs> or someone that's doing music and everyone's there for the music. And you're like, I'm going to try to make y'all laugh. Yeah. Um, is that I was like, you can do two open mics in one night here. I'm like, what? <laughs> that's crazy. And so I try to go as much as I could, but then I realized over the last year, maybe it's a bit of malaise is that, that's not always beneficial in that especially hosting an open mic i'll see it it's just like all right buddy for the last month you've done the exact same three minutes and it's like you're not changing any words in here you're not working on new material it's like what are you working towards so it's like i've tried to get to a point where it's like i want to get up as much as i can in a week but it's like i gotta have something i'm working on so if i'm not Mm -hmm. because also those people that are just constantly 
going to shows, going to open mics and stuff like that. It's like you're not living much of a life outside of it. And so while you can play to the back of the room so well, you can't relate to an audience when all you do is comedy. Like eat, breathe, sleep. I'm sure that's beneficial at some point, but like you got to be relatable too and have experiences and things to draw on because it's just like who can relate to it? It was 3 a.m. and we were at the shawarma truck and (laughs) (laughs) we just bomb, bomb, bomb. Yeah, I mean that's sage advice for you know from somebody that's been been at this for three, four. This is your third, so fourth I, year. No qualification no, no at qual- all, <laughs> none. Don't listen to it. No, but it's it's all true. Keep working on stuff. You can't you can't just do the same set over and over. No, well, again. some people. I mean, if I that puts if that puts your boat too, good on you. You know, yeah. good on you, but. Yeah. I don't know. Don't you want to? You wrote one joke that's really good. Why wouldn't you want to write another one that's better, or like even make that last one better? Mm -hmm. I'm so that's what I struggle with, and my roommate's very good at is uh, he's like, if I don't have anything new, why don't I work on something old and change Mm -hmm. that? And I'm someone that has never written a second draft in my life (laughs) throughout (laughs) school or anything. I turn in a rough draft or something. And then turn it in again with the final. (laughs) There was no, I did it once, all right? We're good. Give me something else to work on and you get something different. So that forces you to Mm -hmm. write new stuff all the time. That's that's how you get get B material constantly. (laughs) That's how I got B grades constantly. Uh, How do you balance that uh, don't always don't always perform for the back of the room when you're doing specifically face-off because I would think part of the magic of that is if you've been around the comics, it's that back of the room that really appreciates what's been happening with oh, the trade. When they see that, yeah. But also, my whole point is I pick these people because your material's funny. Uh-huh. And so funny works mm-hmm. regardless. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, like com- people tell their comic, like comics' favorite joke is like famous and stuff. Like, yeah. Um, something that Stephen writes at and you think it's hilarious. You can tell your friends and they'll laugh. Why? Because it's funny. And you, yeah. So that's my whole attitude is like funny's funny, so the audience is going to laugh at it, especially if it's a man wearing a dress, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> Jared Hall has been swapped with someone, you know? <laughs> yeah. It works. All right. Okay, I have one last question that I'm going to ask you. All righty. Will there ever be a Sawyer without a mullet? Maybe I did. I had the rat tail for the pandemic, yeah. and but twenty nine. What was that? Twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty was the year of the rat. <laughs> so that worked. Um, and then I I don't know. I see the Padawan braid every so often. I'm like, that's fun because there's no shortage of a uh, Mississippi mud flaps in this town now, or Dixie dust ruffles, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> And that's why I cut it originally. Is I was like, I'm not only the only mullet anymore. I'm not even nearly the best mullet anymore. It's like, <laughs> let's find something new, you know? Get the old pull to start and a little yeah. ceiling fan chain. <laughs> All right. Couldn't resist asking. <laughs> yeah, no problem. It's cold out. My neck's cold. That's really what it is. It's a sweater. That makes sense. That makes sense. All right. Well, uh, anything else? Oh, no, you know, just face off first Friday of the month at the Velveeta Room (laughs) and ground floor at Hotel Vegas second Friday of the month. Hotel Vegas. (laughs) Well, that is a wrap on Comedy Wham! Presents Sawyer Stoll. Okay, you're going to get a third try now or third opportunity. Tell us where to follow you on social media and your projects. Oh, all right. (laughs) Um, 
Yeah, it's just Sawyer Stall on Twitter and Instagram where I try to be funny. Uh, I say I like to, I do this thing on Fridays where I just try to waste all the characters in Twitter in like all caps. <laughs> Talk about a day. Oh, yeah. And okay. that's a consistency thing. I had 132 <laughs> weeks right now. I just have a running note where I'm like, how can I put these together? Get okay. people through their Friday and let them know I'm going to be drinking light beer later. <laughs> Not working hard at all. Is this part of the, the uh, curbside rug? Oh, yeah. The- gears up for you. This is how you start the day. <laughs> I love it. That's great. You can... Well, I know you're not going to do it, but you could create a, a unique account just mm-hmm. for... Oh, yeah. Old those. CJ let me read one of them on the uh, radio once oh, for 101X, nice. and that was pretty fun. Nice. I love CJ. A great guy. CJ's been very good to us. All right. Well, t- uh, let's see. We hope you've enjoyed learning about how a Sawyer got to be the comedic genius that you heard today. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. No. <laughs> let's try that one again. <laughs> Definitely a different adjective in there. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed learning about how Sawyer got to be the uh, fearful of of, of if Failure. anybody's <laughs> going to be showing up at his shows. Uh, comedic genius uh, that you, you heard today just as much as I have. This has been Comedy Wayne Presents Sawyer Stoll. I'm Valerie, and that's been funny. Thank you, Sawyer. Thank you.